Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. It is Sarah and I'm here with Gabby Abrams. Hey Gabby, how are you? Hi, Sarah. So excited to be here. Oh, so we have a mutual friend, Amy, who's already been on the podcast. And so we're like long lost besties, even though uh, we're meeting here on this interview. Amy is like my mutual friend with everyone. Oh, that's awesome. Those are good to have. Yeah. Those are good habits. So Gabby is a rapid transformation coach, and I'm sure she's going to tell you more about what that means, but we're going to talk about getting out of feelings of uh, hoard self-worth or feeling like not good enough or feeling stuck in your subconscious. And she is the gal to do this. Tell us a little bit more about what you do and what it means to be a rapid transformation coach. Awesome. So I am a former lawyer turned rapid transformation coach. So I am, I mostly work with female entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. help them get unstuck in their businesses, money mindset stuff, visibility stuff, um, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. But I'm uh, certified in a modality called rapid transformation therapy. Mm -hmm. And it is a mix of hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, cognitive behavioral therapy, traditional talk therapy. And it's pioneered by Marissa Peer, if any of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's Uh like all over Mind Valley and YouTube. She's amazing. Um, and it's really, really powerful, right? So, so it gives you the ability to rewire your subconscious, kind of get rid of any blocks that are kind of standing in the way of you and success. And, and it lets you do it really, really fast in like one mm-hmm. to two sessions. So mm-hmm. it'd be amazing. That's awesome. And we were talking, I told Gabby that uh, the podcast was my 2020 thing that I had been putting off. And then when I got locked into my house and couldn't extrovert uh, as a verb, <laughs> that this is how this podcast finally came to be. And it's been one of the biggest blessings of a really difficult year. And Gabby was saying, which I thought was very wise, considering what she does, that it's often the things that we put off that make the most impact or difference in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were talking about that comfort zone, right? Yes, and yes. We're putting off are like the things that are going to get us out of our comfort zone, right? They're going to push us a little bit. That's why we put them off is because they're like, just a, maybe sometimes just a little bit, right? But sometimes really like putting out a right. podcast is pretty scary. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. some big, you know, visibility stuff. But the scariest thing for me was like, who's going to do all this tech work? I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, there, <laughs> that was for me. It was like, oh, right? yeah. yeah. You worry. You're like, oh gosh, like, is it going to be worth it? Like, right. worth the the work, and and that's the thing, you know. And those thoughts keep us stuck, right? And they keep us in, stuck in that comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Um, so, how do we get out of it? So, a number one rule of the brain is that the brain loves the familiar, right, mm-hmm. and hates the unfamiliar. So. The first thing to do, I always tell people, like with all of these things, the first step is always awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Just awareness that you're doing it and awareness that you're scared, not because it's something actually scary, but just because it's different, right? Mm -hmm. That that distinction between like, is it unsafe or just different? Because your brain reads them the same, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't make that distinction. Just like your brain doesn't distinguish between fear and excitement, right? They, They both feel like they're, um same. And that's so important too, when we think about 
even leaving a, a bad relationship, right? You know, it feels like, oh, it'll never get better. And it's like, whoa, no, your comfort zone is super uncomfortable if you're in a toxic yeah. situation. But your brain, uh, Rick Hansen, have you read the book Buddha's Brain? No. Oh, you've got to read it. He has this great you line in there. So many good recommendations for me. Oh, so, so, yeah. So in Buddha's Brain, he says, our brains are not designed to keep us happy. Our brains are designed to keep us safe. Yep. Yep. And yep. Yeah, we, it, our brains lie to us and say, oh, you'll, you're unsafe if you go out there. You, you better yeah. stay where you are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I always tell people, if your brain is doing that, it is doing its only job, right? Our brain yeah. wants mm-hmm. to keep us alive, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's only recently that we started like getting outside of our comfort zone, like getting out of survival mode, right? Like just being out of survival mode is a pretty new thing mm-hmm. for human mm-hmm. beings in terms of like, you know, evolution, right? Cool. Well, think how rarely people used to meet new people. Like you lived in like this farm town and like for 16 generations and yeah. you already, it was already decided who you were. Yeah. It's before you ever started. Yeah. 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 And I heard one time that's why, uh, it, within toxic relationships, right. We used to judge people's character because we knew them for a long time. And now we judge people's first impression. Oh, so interesting. Isn't that interesting and terrifying? Like, yeah. Like our brain is starting to kind of has had to adapt. Adapt. Yeah, adapt. So what are some tips to get us out of the uncomfortable zone? We'll call it the uncomfortable <laughs> out of out of normal, our current normal. So so here's the thing, right? Is that there is, and this is really where the subconscious work comes in, right? Because if you don't do the subconscious work. Your brain is going to constant, like you said, it's like your brain doesn't want to make you happy. Your brain wants to make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Fun. And comfortable. I like that even better than safe. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes comfortable feels a lot like misery. I know. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel good. Right. Like yeah. whether it's like that, you're not making the money that you want, or you're stuck in a bad relationship or you're unhappy. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a part of your brain, a big part of all of it. Right. That really likes it because it feels mm-hmm. like in your brain is like, all right. So you say that this is terrible, but we're alive. So it doesn't feel so terrible to me. Um, so the most important thing to do is really figure out subconsciously what's going on. Like what is the belief that is causing you to stay in in this place? Right. Is it self-worth? That's a lot of the time, right? Self-worth, like an imposter syndrome, right? Like, Oh, if I get out of my comfort zone and I actually start doing the things that I'm going to do that I want to be doing, then people are going to find out that I'm actually not that great. Yeah. And I like me. And then I'm going to get kicked out of the pack, right? We're all tribal. Like we're yeah. talking, talking about evolution. That like feeling of like, oh, I'm going to get kicked out of the pack. Nobody's going to like me. People mm-hmm. are going to judge me. Um, that's like the, our main fear, right? Mm-hmm. As human beings, we want to be like, do we want to belong? We want to, you know, we need it for our survival. Mm-hmm. And two, like if you have gotten yourself in a situation, maybe a toxic, even work situation or whatever it is. And you have to admit that you like made a mistake, yes. <laughs> which is super yucky. Yes. That's the other thing, right? Is that your brain so badly wants to be right. Yes. Yes. It's going to be like to your detriment, like your brain Mm -hmm. so badly wants to be like, oh, we're right. 
and this mm-hmm. wasn't going to go well. And now and, we're and that's crazy important. Like I want to like, maybe like have a banner, even though it's on a podcast. So you won't be able to see the banner, you know, for those of you listening on the podcast rather than the video, it's like, no, 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 no. Like learn from that, right? Learn from your brain creating these blind spots. Mm-hmm. So you can talk yourself into doing what you're already doing yeah. because what you're already doing has gotten you here. If you mm-hmm. want to go somewhere else, you got to talk yourself into something else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing, it's so funny um, that you said that and we were talking about neuroplasticity before this, but affirmations, right. Mm-hmm. Such a big thing. And we all are like, you know, and I don't know how, you know, thought ladders and everything, right. Like even saying like, sometimes I can do, I can make the right choice. Right. Yeah, okay. So explain, explain that is, cause I think that's really important in the affirmation yeah. language. Can you distinguish between? Oh so, yeah. So, so sometimes people will say like, you know, it's hard to go from like, I feel like I'm worthless. I do everything wrong to looking in the mirror and saying, you're amazing, right? Your brain doesn't believe that it's a big leap and it's going to take like so much conditioning to get you to think that, Mm -hmm. but it's, you can start small, right? You can look in the mirror and say like, sometimes I don't do the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's okay to trust myself. Sometimes I've trusted myself and it's worked out. Um, Sometimes people like me, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Sometimes... I like me and you can start small. Right. And then you can, um, it's about like erasing those absolutes, right. Of like always, never, you oh, like always, always is the one that I jump to. Like this always happens to me. I always do this. Right. Uh, you know, and, and if you can at least like take out like always and never and, um, turn it into like sometimes, or maybe that is a, that's a thought ladder, right. It's going to get you where you want to go. And if I might point out here, if anyone's stuck in cognitive dissonance after a toxic relationship, like, oh, I'll never have good things. Oh, you know, I'll always pick the wrong guy. That thought letter process, thought letter, (laughs) not, uh, yeah, thought, not whatever I said. Uh, I I didn't have my afternoon coffee before we, before we chatted, you know, those are so important because I know Tony Robbins, uh, he has this power hour in the mornings, he says every day in every way I'm getting stronger and stronger. And it's like, okay, you can talk yourself into that. Okay. I am getting stronger. I'm not the most strong of all the people yet, but I'm getting there and it shows progress. Yes. So I love that concept of thought letter. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm doing a course with a friend of mine actually. And it's nice because I've like learned so much from her. Like we're teaching the course together, but I've learned Mm -hmm. a lot from her. And so she was actually saying, um, instead of affirmations to flip it and turn them into questions okay, to like train your brain to start thinking differently, creatively Mm -hmm. from like the Mm -hmm. get go. So instead of asking yourself, um, you know, instead of telling yourself just like, right. Like I never pick the, the, the right person. Yeah. Um, why could it be that I could pick the right person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or what would it look like to pick the right person? Mm -hmm. And you can start asking yourself questions. And what it does is that it helps with the the neural pathways, right? You start building different, um, pathways, right? And you start thinking differently. And I, anyone who works with me starts out from the trans, the, the idea that there's something right with you because after a toxic relationship, you hear about codependency, you hear about, you know, your inner child and it's like, okay, there's something wrong with you. You didn't have good enough boundaries, whatever it is. And it's like, well, toxic people 
are very good at finding people who are good, kind, loving, giving, and forgiving. So maybe you were in a toxic relationship because of what was right with you. Yeah. Rather than what was wrong with you. I mean, that's exactly, I hadn't heard of that question, but I was like, oh yeah, that's how this whole process with me starts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, that is so true. It's so true. And, and it's hard, right. When you're starting in that space, when you are, and and not just that, but toxic people are really good at playing into your own insecurities. Oh my gosh. So good. Ideally, like not ideally, right. Like what they do is, is they are mirrors, right. Like they mirror back to you. So they're really good at reading people and really good at at picking up on your weaknesses and really Mm -hmm. good at, um, mirroring back to you the person that you want them to be mm-hmm. right so sometimes mm-hmm. when you're in a toxic relationship like what you're getting is they're really good at projecting that your fantasy is mm-hmm. what they're doing right mm-hmm. at the beginning and, and the self-trust thing is huge mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. A, a toxic relationship that self-trust and I find that like especially with with women business owners but with everybody that self-trust piece is so huge mm-hmm. Well, that's why it's so important to do your own healing work after a toxic situation, whether it be a toxic parent or whatever. If you can't trust yourself, you can't do anything. Like literally you can do nothing. You can't parent well. You can't run a business well. You can't start a podcast well. You can't, I mean, you have to learn the art of trusting yourself again. That is like square one. And, and what is so scary about toxic relationships because they do distort that. Yeah. Oh, so, so tough. So um, what are some other tips for getting out of that? Not good enoughness. <laughs> Son. Okay. So obviously like we're talking about inner child mm-hmm. figuring out like, so what I love about RGT, it helps you get to the root of it, right. Mm-hmm. To the root of why. And, and a lot of people tell me, but, but it's really cool. Cause you regress to like the actual scene, right. To like the, actual- oh, I did it. Oh, you did it? Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. Oh, good, right? Yeah. So it like took me back. Um, like it was obviously, you know, after toxic relationships, they take away your voice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's their voice becomes yeah. bigger than your voice. Yeah. And so it was all these scenes like back to me, like as a child, mm-hmm. like singing or in these situations or I was like trying to use my voice and then learning to use my voice again. It was really interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting because it's so funny. Like you, once you have the thought, uh-huh. like you, it's, it's being triggered, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if you have the thought like, Oh, I can't use my voice. Like yeah. then the next time that it happens to you, it's triggering a belief that's already there and just making that belief stronger. Right. So by the time that you end up in a toxic relationship, you kind of already have that thought, right. That like, Oh, I can't trust my voice or I can't use my voice. It's not safe for me to use my voice. And then it gets like, worse like so much worse right so um and it, it goes back to like when we were kids because that subconscious mm-hmm. mind is formed like by the time you're seven you know mm-hmm. um, it's why it's so important to to be aware of your thoughts right yeah. like there's that that tape playing in your head one of the things a, a thought that I've changed recently is even just this little tiny phrase of like oh I can't believe that person did that in discussion to a toxic person it's like why am I teaching myself to lie to myself I can absolutely believe that they did that because that's what toxic people do. Like I can absolutely believe it. And even making that little tiny, cause that was obviously for my childhood. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so I was raised very conservatively, like, 
everyone inside our community is good. Everyone on the outside is bad, almost type situation, right? So, and it was like, oh, I can't believe people would act like that. I can't believe people wouldn't do the right thing. And that belief obviously was very detrimental in my life, right? And switching that very recently to, oh, I, I can absolutely believe they did that. <laughs> I can absolutely believe they did that. Yeah. Uh, another phrase that I flipped recently is the should. Like when something bad happens, there was actually a, a bracelet, like an ad on Facebook for a safety bracelet. If girls are in unsafe situations, they can like hit the button on the bracelet to get safe. Okay. I can't remember what company it was, but there were people like making comments like, ah, oh, we shouldn't need that. Mm-hmm. No, we shouldn't, but we do. Yeah. So anytime you're using your energy on, we should, there shouldn't be evil in the world. There shouldn't be toxic people. There shouldn't be rape. There shouldn't be child abuse. There shouldn't be whatever. What good does that do? Yeah. Okay. There shouldn't, but there is. So yeah. what are you going to do about it? Right. It's so true. Yeah. And I had always, I had never thought about should in that context. Cause I always think about it like, Oh, I should uh-huh. do this. I should have done that. Like as a regret and kind of like, Oh, I should be doing this. Right. Uh-huh. Like getting yourself like stuck in that, like should spiral, but you're right that we do use it. So often the world should be like this right. should look like this. Right. And it's, it's like the expectation thing. Expectations are it creates cognitive dissonance, yeah. right? Like we're just, yeah, right. You're so right. Because if it should, then, but it is. So what right. does that tell you? Right. That way, oh, life is never the way that I want it to be. Right. Right. Rather than what can I do about it? Okay. Yeah. If I have a, you know, my daughter is super young. I, she doesn't need the bracelet yet, but yeah. you know, okay. I, she shouldn't have to wear a bracelet when she goes to college yeah. or I could do everything I could to protect her. When there's action, when there's anger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That action. Um, and it is, and, but it's hard to go to go to that place of action and like responsibility. Okay. And- so to what are some tips to get there? Because I'm like action, action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, right. Especially um, like I talked to so many people and, and it's the personal responsibility thing, right? Like this idea mm-hmm. that like, I at the beginning and I was thinking about it like when you do find yourself in a situation where you're in a toxic relationship and you say I did this right like there's that but it's also really empowering because Mm -hmm. if you it's not just like you have to step out of like that space of like I did this because things are never working out because whatever and then if you think about it from like a neuroplasticity standpoint it's like I have so much freedom Mm -hmm. every day I'm making choices right Mm -hmm. I can make better choices all the time, mm-hmm. anything, anything. Right. Um, I see it a lot like with, with business owners and stuff with finances, right? Like, Oh, everything's out of my control. People aren't buying. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what can you do? You mm-hmm. have to focus on what we're, what you're doing. Right. Like you can say, oh, people aren't listening to my podcast, right? Not that they're not, you're doing amazing. Right. But as mm-hmm. a podcast, you know, someone that has a podcast, okay, well focus on what we can fix. Right. Can you record better? Like go back, look at who listened to the most, you know, what episodes were the most listened to do some like that. Right. Can you promote them more? Can you be inviting guests with bigger audiences? There's always so much to, to do, right. There's, we have so much autonomy and it's really, really liberating. So what, 
advice do you give to clients or when you're talking to people about recognizing that they have choices? Because I think part of the not enoughness is we kind of get stuck in thinking everyone has choices except for us. Yes. Yeah. So I always, it's, it's so funny. It's like one of the first, um, for me, that was like the biggest breakthrough was realizing that I always had a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think so much we think like, Oh, I don't have a choice in this because I have to do it. And it's like, there's that gray space of yes, but you could do it less often, mm-hmm. yes, but you could do it differently. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you could do it with different energy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you could do it with a different expectation, right? Like mm-hmm. there's so much gray space in between. I have to do this and I don't have to do this. Right. Um, that there is, there's so much room for, for improvement, right. And alignment. Mm-hmm. And even thinking like the phrase, oh, I don't have enough time, like telling yourself I don't have enough time versus, you know, is there any way I want to choose to use my time differently? Yeah. Like that's earth shattering, right? Like that's earth shattering. And, you know, even if it's, oh, I don't have time, you know, a lot of moms right now during the pandemic, we're stuck in virtual school. Oh, I don't have any more time. Or can you reframe it? I'm choosing to be a really supportive mother right now. And maybe yeah. my, some other endeavors are not as important right now because I'm choosing to show up for my kids. Right. Two, one empowering, one disempowering. Yeah, exactly. And it's about that. Yeah, it's about the empowering thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Switching your thoughts to, to come from a place of empowerment. Because you're right. Even sometimes when it feels like I don't really have a choice in doing this. Yes, you do. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have a choice. There's such few things that we truly don't have a choice yeah. in, like blinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? that's like, that's <laughs> like blinking, you know, like right, like body, some body. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, like you, we have so much choice in our lives, right? Uh-huh. And then it's hard. It's also, you know, it has to be a mix of, of the circumstances. I don't like to bypass, you know. It's, it's grace yeah. and choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had a situation this week where my kids, it snowed here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had an event scheduled, like, a 9 a.m. live. Well, my kids are usually school 745, which gives me plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But it snowed and there was a two hour delay. And I could either cancel the event and I ended up, and it was just like a quick, like five or six minute thing. I ended up pulling off the side of the road, doing the live from my phone. Don't worry, it was not driving. My kids were safely in my car. And there's like, uh, you see all the snow in the background. It actually turned out really pretty, but you see all the snow in the background. I'm like, guess what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it was just like I, I'm gonna choose to show up yeah. for what I said I was going to, but choose to show up for my kids as well, yeah. rather than and and then having that grace and saying, oh well, I have to have grace with myself. It's not a perfect yeah. circumstance all the time. Exactly. exactly, it just isn't. Yeah. yeah, and I think like as moms who own businesses, right? Oh gosh, yeah, it is so that grace piece is like so big because. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always look super graceful. And yeah, and it's it, perfect, right? And it doesn't feel super graceful sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I was, my kids were virtual a couple of weeks ago and I was like, it was not good for me. <laughs> I was really stressed out. You know, because you, you don't want to feel like you're not educating your children. And then it's like, whoa, they just know school tomorrow. And I have 18 things on my calendar. That was supposed to happen when I was supposed to have childcare, you know, Uh, and just learning to have that. I think that's that piece of not enough, right? Which is where we started. And it's like, I can either say I'm not enough to be all the people 
that wear all the hats at the same time mm-hmm. or to learn how to have grace with, well, yeah, this is what is yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. And comparing yourself to other people too, right? Because sure. it looks like, and I think with like social media and everything, it's so easy to do now, right? Mm-hmm. And say like, oh, everybody else has it so together except me. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not, we're all, <laughs> we're all the same. Well, it was funny. I did watch a live right before you and I did this and it's a very famous like uh, I won't say who it was, but like, she's friends with like Brene Brown. So you could see like the level, like how, you know, high level. And she was doing a live and you could tell she was setting up from her phone and she didn't realize she'd already hit the live button. So she's in front of her Christmas tree, like adjusting here and like doing this. I was like, oh honey, you were live. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And I, and it's, it's so true, right? Like we're all, we're all vulnerable. Yeah. 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 And, and, Sometimes it's easy to pretend that we're not and we have it together, but we are, we're all doing the same stuff, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it's, so, and, and I think like seeing people, um, I've seen a couple of people like who were start when they were starting out and now they're yeah. like doing great and having huge launches. And I'm like, I went to like your first webinar where you had like three people, right? Or I listened to your first, uh, watched your first live where I was the only one, right? And yeah. it's nice to see that evolution, right? We all start yeah. somewhere and it doesn't look perfect. And those people got out of their comfort zones, right? They did not stay in that safe zone. It was the evolution of the process, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's so big. That that piece is like the, you know, I read this, like I, I listened to a great podcast and she was saying how like people always think that the space between one to 100% yes. is like the, that 99% is like, oh, where the magic is. And she was like, no, it's the zero to 1%. Like, oh, yeah, not doing it to doing it. That's yeah. where it is, right? Then the difference between that and 100% is like, so easy. You build momentum, you keep doing, you get to, you know, Well, that's like exercise, right? Like if you, to make yourself start exercising, exactly. you know, that's the hard part. Keep being exercising. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. much easier. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Really. Okay, Gabby, where can people find more about you? So um, you can go to my website, GabbyAbrams.com. Um, I have a Facebook group called Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life. And um, I think that those are the two best ways to reach me. You can email me too, hello at GabbyAbrams.com. And my Instagram is Gabby.Abrams. Awesome, Gabby. Thank you for helping us on our journey to become toxic person proof. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.